Caleb just got so visibly <laughs> upset by that. He's <laughs> like, dang it, this is how we're starting the show, just, but I'm going to have to cut I it out. Something. I'm trying to get us in the mood. Now I know the first thing that I'm going to cut. And <laughs> I was intending on you cutting that. That's fine. And now it's time to go to therapy. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Obi-Wan! Hello and welcome back to Star Wars Therapy, the show where we talk about Star Wars and life. That's the tagline, baby. It is yeah. now. <laughs> I feel I have to apologize first off because the last time I did that, I was also staring Alex deeply in the eyes. And this mm-hmm. time I did not stare you in the eyes, Stephen. And so I apologize. But now I'm looking into those beautiful brown eyes. Yep. Full of <coughs> Just like you. Blaster noise. Enter now. <laughs> Uh, it might be TIE Fighter noises this time around. I don't know yet. <laughs> That's my TIE Fighter impression. Oh, you mean the Wilhelm scream? That sounded like <laughs> sure. a dead Wookiee. <laughs> Since we're just kind of, uh, you know, just chilling for a bit before we get into things. Uh-huh. I was watching The Forever Purge for my other podcast, Hot oh, Trash no. Unlimited. Oh, God. <laughs> they use the Wilhelm scream in there, which seems very weird for a movie that's trying to be about things. Should the Wilhelm scream be retired? No. I think it's a a piece of film history that needs to be preserved, mostly because Star Wars has used it in every single movie. Every single movie. And it's just one of those things. It's just a a recognizable noise. It's something we need to preserve history, in my opinion. Also, I think it's funny. Going off of that, I will will take it a step further. It should be in every movie. (laughs) Despite the fact that it definitely will not be needed in every movie. Oh, I would love that. I think it should be... A Hollywood rule that you have to find some place to put it in your movie. Otherwise, right. doesn't get made. I'm going to challenge you right here, right now, Alex. <laughs> Where does it go in Marriage Story? <laughs> in the background? It's when he, it's when he bashes the <laughs> wall. Oh, yeah. Wait, do we curse? I forget. It's uh, when, I'd rather you not. It makes my job easier. Uh, it's when he bashes the wall in... <laughs> Yeah, no, the moment he hits it and just before he goes, every day I wish you were dead, you just hear a Wilhelm scream when he hits the wall, like, the the best part is, is like, he's facing the wall and you don't see his face, so like, you can just have it just be the worst ADR in. He makes the scream? No, he doesn't make it, you just take the The sound bite and put it in there. What if, what if... What if it's the uh, where Alan Alda's trying to get coffee from the coffee machine and it's not working? What if the coffee machine makes the Wilhelm scream? <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, just in case you haven't listened to our last two episodes, welcome. Thank you for dropping by. And I'm Caleb. I'm Steven. And I'm Alex. You know, we're on a podcast together. We're talking to each other. Uh-huh. But if we could reach into the the realms of Star Wars, both canon and legends, and pull out some co-hosts to be on a podcast with us, who would we pick? Now, this is something, this is another rule that we've had to kind of put into into place. You know, kind of like last time where we said, like, Rise of Skywalker and Empire Strikes Back. We can't talk about those because they're super obvious. Guys, I'm going to make a request. Both of you, please don't bring up Dexter Jetster. I Dexter only one. If someone brings it up first, it's off. But it's off idea. the table. Okay. Did anyone have Dexter Jexter as their as their choice? Yeah. Oh, 
Should we start with Alex? That? Did Wait. you also have Dexter Jetster as your choice? As stated about like 15 seconds ago, no, I did not. Okay, got <laughs> it. But Stephen, I feel like you're making this rule because you just want to solidify the fact that you want to talk about Dexter Jetster. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> I feel like we've had a. I, th- I feel like we have begun setting up brands for ourselves. And my brand is that I like Dexter Jetster the most. And my brand is I that I want to make fun of Caleb at every point, <laughs> which is why we'll have a chokehold match once we start watching some of these movies. <laughs> That's going to end very poorly for me and my weak neck. <laughs> <laughs> me and my weak neck. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Obi-Wan. <laughs> Obi-Wan. And why Dexter Jetster is clearly the correct choice for this answer. Okay. Well, why is he, Caleb? So there are different types of podcasts, right? Uh-huh. Uh, Some so- of them know what they're doing. This is not one of those. <laughs> I don't think it matters at all what kind of podcast. If it's highly produced, NPR, if it's uh, flipping uh, Joe Rogan in his spaceship talking about how, oh, maybe we don't need to, you know, I was going to say something. <laughs> I was I was just going to insult Joe Star Rogan. Star Wars guests to go on Joe Rogan is a completely different topic. Yeah, which we should have a different Yeah, which time. podcast, <laughs> yeah, which Star Wars character would Joe Rogan ask to do DMT with? <laughs> The answer is Max Rebo. Hi, I'm Steven Jensen. Here to talk to you about Max Rebo. You can you can wait for that one. <laughs> Sorry, but go ahead. Caleb. I think or if it's just like amateur podcasts like what we're doing now, I think it doesn't matter what type of podcast, Dexter Jetster will be great at all of them. He's a conversationalist. He has stories. He's friends with Obi-Wan, which I think is automatically wait, Obi-Wan who? knows how to pick friends. This is true. Sorry. Obi-Wan. Thank you. I appreciate that. So like Obi knows how to pick like charismatic friends with the exception of Anakin. I don't think he really picked Anakin. Anakin was just kind of like, oh, God, my uncle's dead. Now I got to take care of his kid. God. (laughs) (laughs) So like that's a check mark. Like I said, he's got stories. He knows what's up. He knows where Kamino is. He knows how to get there. And true, you may have to get him on there. And he may be like, nah, I only go on podcasts where, you know, the people have good manners. And payment. And how big their wallet is. How big their pocketbook is. <laughs> so you God, might, that's a reference. So that you might have to shell right out there. for Dexter Jetster. But I feel like he's he comes with the charisma. He comes with the stories. Comes if, with the arms. He's great. True. Yeah. He's a small business owner. He'd mm. do great on like how it's bi- or how I built this. Here's my question. What's the first question you ask Dexter Jetster? So Dexter Jetster, do you know what the 1950s are? And is that why you based your <laughs> diner on them? Or is this just a coincidence? It's only 42 BBY. I don't understand. Star Wars joke, baby. Wait, I, Star I, Wars joke, baby. I, I we got him. Is is that the actual year that Attack of the Clones takes place? Uh, I think it takes. I know it's somewhere around there. It's just it's I somewhere like that you fifty BBY. That. I think okay, because I think Anakin was born in like thirty BBY or forty BBY. Weirdly enough, they just revealed that him and Grogu were born the same year. Wait, so it would be fifty? Would it be the fact that he was born in thirty? Because this is this is like BC rules where is it the Y is the Battle of Yavin. Oh, is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that's what yeah, it that's stood what for. Yeah, that's what it's about. And Battle so, like, before Yavin. <laughs> yeah. 
I, yeah, I know. Wow, we're actually learning it's things. Dumb, but <laughs> feel free to cut out all of this, Caleb. <laughs> no, I like when you guys go on tangents because it helps me balance levels. <laughs> I was like, I can just tune out for a minute and look over here. All right. So, in regards to Dexter Dexter, because it was kind of uh, honestly, it was kind of sudden. You just like started actually pitching. <laughs> I was like, whoa! I didn't. I thought we were going to be a little more formal, but awesome. So you would ask him if he knew what the 1950s were. Yeah, I want to know about his. I want to know about his business, and then I just want to talk to him about his life. I'm not the kind of guy who digs into like people's backstories and stuff. So I'd be like nice and surprised, and with all his stories. Now I I don't partake, but I imagine he's the kind of guy who could roll a little bit of something up, just relax and have a conversation. And you know, I want to know, Dexter, where are the answers? Who do you to buy from? Questions. <laughs> <laughs> we went two different directions. Well, what? I knew this bounty hunter who <laughs> used to supply for me, but then she got killed. It was so weird. Another bounty hunter hired her. I don't know how, but I smoked these slug things that she was going to use to kill that Amadala fella. Oh my gosh. Now, the, the only <laughs> downside is, you know, sometimes you know someone just kind of, and then like you get to know them more and more and you realize, oh wait, this is actually like a guy who like, they believe in like conspiracy theories or they like have you weird political opinions. Would I end up having to cancel Dexter <laughs> Jetster? <laughs> to cancel Dexter Jetster? For his far right neo-Nazi yes. Listen, I'm not saying. I would love it if you were just like, God, the weather sucks today. And he's like, you know, the government's controlling that with a machine over in Kentucky. In Kentucky. Things were better we don't, we when Valorum was chancellor. <laughs> I want Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> All right, what have you guys go? So a, a little bit of context for what I'm about to do. Uh, I chose two characters, and I'll go through the first one right now. I do not know the name of this character, and I've looked at it once, and I'm going to attempt to pronunciate his name. Live on at, air. Live on air, looking at it for the second time. It is Carduasimalak. <laughs> Let me see it. No, no, uh, no, 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 because no, because my next bit is I want you to guess who that is. <laughs> who is who can is? You, can we get a number of questions to help narrow it down? Is this twenty Wait, questions? What? But with who the what? hell is yeah. Alex talking about? What era of Star Wars is this? Original, is original, original trilogy era. Okay. Oh, is he the guy? He's the is guy he the with Wolfman? the with the things around him in Cloud City. No, that's Lobot. That's Lobot, and I, I I hate you for forgetting about Lobot. I know you love Lobot. <laughs> Lobot, I love Lobot. saved us. You know what? I have three guests now. <laughs> Lobot being the other. <laughs> All right, you will not Welcome talk. to the lowdown with Lobot. <laughs> uh, that's a good podcast. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Any guesses? Okay, so obviously this is a background character. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 Is he in the cantina? Yes. Is okay. The, is he Satan? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> My guess was the Wolfman. No, that would have been a good second. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's Satan. Yeah. <laughs> and so basically, I just want to ask him because what the hell are you? <laughs> a that. <laughs> Maybe slightly offensive, and I might get shot over it. But. I've never, <laughs> ever gotten into an altercation with anyone I've asked that question to, mostly because I run. What the hell are you? Have you ever <laughs> asked someone who looks like Satan? <laughs> Have you ever met the devil? <laughs> but anyway, you want to interview Satan? Yes, I want to interview Satan, because in Empire Strikes Back, Han Solo says, well, I'll see you in hell. 
So that means hell is theoretically at least a religious aspect in some sense in the Star Wars universe. It's at least an idea. An idea. And so given that we have a mention of hell and a guy in the cantina who is literally Satan, I'm just trying to understand how, how all of this works, how all of this fits into Star Wars. And is he misunderstood? I just like that you want to get this this metaphysical with a guy in a bar. <laughs> like in the middle what of the you desert. You're like, you know what? Okay, let's talk about God. <laughs> well, and here's the other thing. I think why it would be a automatic yes to anyone in the cantina in A New Hope. They got stories. Well, they're day drinking. Oh, Someone who's yeah, day drinking, well, they're they broken. had the time. Look, I don't, I don't really like being called out on this show <laughs> and why I was 20 minutes late. I don't want to talk about it. Hey, are those horns underneath shut, your hat, shut up, Stephen? Shut up, wait, is, wait, shut wait, up. wait, wait, hold on. Shut what, up, you what, don't know me. What does that say on your name tag? Is your name Cardway Saimala? <laughs> The woman in HR was very confused. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you spell that one more time? Oh, my God. Again with this. They just call me KSM for short. Uh, <laughs> I sound like a YouTuber. Oh, I think that's no, a great No, the real reason Alex. I chose this is because what the heck? That's it. <laughs> Moving on. Steven, who's your first guest? Uh, my first guest. So I guess I'll start small because I do want to save the big one for last, maybe, because like I, I have a detailed understanding, I think, of my guy. Mm -hmm. um, I would say, given that he can't kill me, I would want to interview IG-88 because IG-88 actually had like a really weirdly deep story kind of leading up to his actual canon death in Empire. Uh, for those of you who don't know... IG-11 in The Mandalorian, there's another droid that looks like him who does the shooties, too. Yeah, they're assassin droids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but IG-88 in particular was just, like, one of those just ruthless droids. So much so that what a lot of people don't know is that he actually managed to upload his consciousness into the Death Star. <laughs> At the very end of Return of the Jedi, and he was like, I'm going to do it. And the only thing he managed to do the Emperor was hit him in the face with a door. Like, he's just like, okay, going to go talk to Vader and this stupid kid. And then just like, whack! Like, <laughs> on the way there. And then he was like, cool, now I'm going to use the laser. And then Calrissian blows up the ship. And it's like, oh. I would love to talk to him about, what was your goal there? What would you have done? <laughs> I'm really curious what an IG-88 party looks like. I have two questions based off of this. Yes, go ahead. First off, do you think that he is one of these droids who wants droid liberation? Hmm. Do you think he would be kind of like, a, he'd be kind a of- A C3 SJW? Oh, how clever. <laughs> yes, sure. Why not? But do you think he'll, he Don't would- Don't worry, Dexter Jexter agrees with you. <laughs> <laughs> These damn ruining our movies, Obi. <laughs> No, I am just curious, though, like, do you think that would be a line of questioning for him? His whole existence has been programmed into him. Do you think that you could have a conversation with him about droid liberation? I don't think so, because I think I would bring it up and he would just be something along the lines of, who cares? I want to blow stuff up. And I would kind of respect that, honestly, because it's just kind of like, what? Revolution? I don't care about revolution. I care about being revolting. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. <laughs> it's, and I, that's kind of why I respect the hell out of IG-88. I He's someone who has only been programmed for murder, and I would love to talk with him and go like, so what are your feelings on it? And, you know, if it turns into like a, a 60 minutes with a psychopath, that's okay. 
I'm not the psychopath, as far as I understand. However, yes, I would love to do that regardless. Now, second question for you. Uh-huh. Uh, I know you say that you don't want him to kill you, which um, I can respect. Yeah. However, don't you think that that would add an extra bit of interest <laughs> in Sizzle to the podcast? <laughs> if at any point IG-88... gun just off screen. We don't mention it. At any but point, at some point, he could like go Joker on one you. of his shoulders, and it's just aimed at your face. <laughs> We've removed your arms and legs as to protect the host. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more curious as to because uh, I hadn't thought about this until now. Is uh, assassin droids are you know they're basically like they're manufactured to be weapons. Yeah, and so they they usually work for other people. Whereas IG88, he's his own bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. And like I'm sure there's some canonical explanation to this, but like I just want to know what that story is now. Yeah. Like has he been has he been reprogrammed to be more independent? That, that's interesting. Know. Yeah, because like I don't think like he's there palling around with Dengar or anything. He's just one of the guys that was hired. Yeah, I, I, it's kind of weird because I don't know extensively a lot about IG-88, but it's like, as far as I understand, like, it is kind of just one of those he just wants to watch the world burn kind of things in the way only and a droid that's not Ultron could do, and that's just shoot everything in sight, which I love. It's not like a Brainiac plot where it's like, I need to get involved with everything and take over. It's like, no, I'm going to upload my consciousness into the biggest gun I can find. (laughs) (laughs) That's some Doom stuff right there. It really is, and I love it. That's why I'm like, I mean, it'd be like having a conversation with Doom Guy. You're just like, so what what is your deal? Like, I gotta know. Are we ready to go on to my next one? Go right ahead, buddy. All right, so... You go on. Uh, so far, we have all had guests on here who are not media professionals. Uh, I think that's safe to say. Well, I really <laughs> want to know who he's about to bring up. I don't even know, man. <laughs> Who's a media <laughs> professional in the Star Wars universe? Well, let me let me say, there is one person I can think of who probably got at least two degrees in broadcasting. It would have had to be two, because this guy... Has two heads. Oh my god, I know who you're talking <laughs> oh, wait, about. Fods and Bead. Fods and Bead, also known as Fod and Bead from The Phantom Menace. Otherwise known as Podbean. He is, for those of you who are unaware, not up on your Fods and Bead lore. He is the uh, commentator in the uh, pod racing scene. It's this alien who has two heads. Fod is the kind of like by the books commentator and then Bean is the color commentator. I mean, besides the fact that there would be some issues with like their mics would be have to be so close together and like there would be some bleed there, you know, and I'm not the best producer on a podcast as you're hearing right now. (laughs) (laughs) However, I think that he'd have, he would bring a certain professionalism to this, but also he's, he is a podcast pod racing announcer on Tatooine. So he definitely has some edge to him. Oh yeah. (laughs) You know, that guy is getting double fisted drunk. At the tat at the bar afterwards. Let's go to the cantina. I'm buying. No, I'm buying. No, I'm buying. And then his two other hands become sock puppets, and they go, "No, I'm buying. No, I'm buying." You see that bit <laughs> makes me think that, unlike Caleb, I would probably keep him as far away from my podcast as humanly possible. <laughs> two headed. Because one, not only would he just completely take over and derail the podcast, it would be just so annoying. <laughs> It's going back and forth like, wow. We've seen the Phantom Menace. I assume at some point they'll both start dancing again. And- <laughs> <laughs> 
the one moment of jovialness in that entire m- movie <laughs> of just people. He's just going side to side like, he is, yeah! He is a force of positive energy in that movie. <laughs> I also think that with Fods and Beeb, you get two for the price of one. So I'm, I'm coming at this from a business perspective. I've learned from my small business owner, uh, Dexter, Dexter Jetster, Jetster yes. that I need to like make this as efficient a guest as possible. So I'm getting two guests for the price of one. I'm going to outlive all y'all's podcasts just purely on cash flow. So what he's saying is that we're fired, <laughs> Alex. That's what he's saying. He no, said, why bring in two bodies when I have one body and two brains? <laughs> No. You're well, just that's not when bringing we hired Dexter just Jetster. Just as many mics, Caleb. That's energy. when we hired Dexter Jetster to be our hitman because <laughs> he can strangle both of them with all four of his arms. Truly. <laughs> he doesn't have to like try to do it with only one hand each. He can just take care of it all at once. You know me, grease traps, and I got big traps. That's a joke. <laughs> traps are like arms. Yeah. Like triceps oh. and stuff. Oh. Just... Pots and Bean would have gotten that joke. Just cancel the podcast. (laughs) Well, you know what? I quit. (laughs) Just cancel it. Alex. (laughs) Are we moving on? (laughs) Just cancel the podcast. Alex, what's your next pick? (laughs) Unless y'all have more to say about Pots and Bean. (laughs) Everyone's Uh, favorite. No, I've already talked about uh, the potential end of their life. So I think we're Uh, Their battle on top of the Death Star wreckage. (laughs) Yes, Fods and Bean versus Dexter Jetster (laughs) on top of IGN. Wait, I just almost called him IGN. IG (laughs) eighty-eight Death Star (laughs) wreckage body. Fods and Bean also has four arms, so I'm seeing a carry through with my guests. I have to change my third guest (laughs) to Goro from Mortal Kombat. Uh, My second guest is the one that I actually spent a lot of time thinking about. But then we were also going to record this like two weeks ago, so I kind of forgot everything I was going to say about it. But anyway, I would have a uh, post-Return of the Jedi Captain Rex on. Oh, nice! And here's the reason, because he's he's old, he's been through everything, he's seen, th- he's seen everything. He was at the Battle of Endor, which was apparently his canon now. Yeah, he's the old guy in the, little, in the squad. Yeah, which I he's love that. He's that guy now, yeah. I'm like, oh, cool, they did Sometimes that. retconning's okay. Sometimes. <laughs> uh... I kind of thought, like, okay, so if we're talking about, like, the movies, I had this idea that, like, theoretically the Star Wars movies would be, like, uh, based on historical events from his point of view. And I think it'd be really interesting to kind of, like, get his take on, like, the things that happened in the movies, Hmm. if that makes sense. Like a front line Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, especially because if he was there during Return of the Jedi, it's probably safe to assume that he was there during the other movies. And so it's like, what were you doing? Like, I'd be curious what Rex was doing. Yeah, and it's just like, if it's in the sense that we're all, in the way that we're already doing the podcast where we're talking about Star Wars as this external thing, Mm. then it would theoretically be an external thing with this guy. Wow, so you're getting meta with the characters. Yeah, I'm getting super meta with Wow. (laughs) Also, I'm wondering, is there any evidence in canon like in Rebels and whatever, that he's like kind of suffering from PTSD and stuff. Uh, not potentially. In oh well, you know Rebels. Yeah. I haven't watched Rebels. Uh, yeah, well, uh, he. I only know some stuff from it. The only, I mean, the only things I've seen from Rebels are the things that have to do with Captain Rex, Ahsoka, and Darth Vader. Literally everyone besides the main cast of Rebels. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he doesn't show much of that there. I guess just seeing what he went through at the very end of Clone Wars during like Revenge of the Sith and all that. Like, there's this moment where I'm like, there's no way he's not 
completely just decimated by this mm-hmm. and i mean at the point we see him in rebels it's like kind of well past that so he probably has an understanding of what the status quo is now mm-hmm. but i think that probably for the 10 years that were between the end of uh the clone wars and then like where a new hope picks up i probably yeah probably pretty well i think you could do then alex just knowing how you work as a as a person mm. uh is okay I, I honestly think that not only could you like approach it from this like historical perspective i also think that you could find like the through line where it's like not only what did you do during these events but like how did you recover from these events like what did yeah. these events do to you well that's that's essentially like probably where that would lead because i wouldn't want it to be like a basic question and answer thing of like oh you know is this correct or is it not i, I would want to get into like the whole like what does this feel like? Is is it as Do you like... miss fives? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not bring up his dead friends. <laughs> so if you look over to my monitor, I am going to just flash so all how of did, the how other did you clothes. feel about discovering Echo's back? <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets a new group of friends. Meanwhile, you have to he hide. He looks you in the eye and leaves you. <laughs> how did that feel? <laughs> Oh, just real quick, though, going off the PTSD thing, there's a little bit of that teased in Bad Batch, and I'm super excited because I really hope they, like, fully flesh that out. I haven't actually watched Bad Batch. I've I've wanted to. It's I've wanted fantastic. to. It's just, like, yeah. uh, those episodes of the final season didn't, like, interest Dude, me it, as much. it's so much better than those episodes. <laughs> I'm glad because I could definitely tell the characters in it I like, but yeah. I was like, man, I, I would like to see them in something that's not this because mostly I'm interested in everything else that's not them. In that show, you know, I'm like, yeah, propel Rex forward. I don't care about these new guys. But yeah. then if they have their own thing, I'll watch that. It's hard to talk about without getting into spoilers because one of the big spoilers is very much in the first episode that kind of sets up a whole lot of the show. Oh, that's so. Cool. That's all I had to say, really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I had more to say a few weeks ago, but. Okay. So this was the first choice I had from like episode one. I was like, I'm going to talk about this guy at some point. Um, he is possibly the greatest musician in the entire galaxy. His name, Max Rebo. But that wasn't always his name. His name originally oh. was Cerulean Fantilli, which is a really cool name. And if he was a knight, that would be awesome. Yeah, but that's mm. not a musician. Yeah, I know, that's not a musician. If you want to hit the billboard charts. Yeah, you got three syllables minimum, baby. Like, that's, <laughs> that's what you need. Max, Max Rebo, Rebo, baby. <laughs> so the story of Max Rebo and why I would want to want. This story is the Star Wars equivalent of the Sex Pistols meets Fleetwood Mac. This is the story behind the music. Of just betrayal. Oh, no. There's an underground... What? <laughs> Who is Max Rebo Stevie Nicks? <laughs> Snoodles. <laughs> Wait, is, is that the alien? Snoodles the is the one that goes. Hey, but we're not starting with Snoodles. We will Good. start. We will start the story at possibly a fast food restaurant that might have been owned by a young Dexter Jetster at some point in his life. I don't know. Or an older Dexter Dexter at that point, because it would be around the time of, of A New Hope, whatever. I didn't do as much research as you did, clearly, so I have no idea how no, long Dexter I, survives. No, it's okay. I just, uh, Max Rebo's story is honestly really, really fascinating and funny. Okay, so, essentially he worked in fast food because he just wanted to get bills paid and all that. And he was a very, very successful, like, I'll just say keyboard player. It's a gigantic round like, not 88 keys. We're talking, like, hundreds. 
of just of just like just uh, cool. I'm so talented. Look at how I play. Sorry. Anyway, it's the equivalent of like a uh, a three headed guitar. It pretty much where it's like I don't know what the use is for all of that. You're not but gonna touch cool. them all at once, but dang if it ain't cool. Yeah, yeah. You like the guitars from Cheap Trick? You know, <laughs> touch them all at once. Dexter Jester with all four of his uh, arms. Hair Continue. Hair. <laughs> Max Rebo, Rick Nielsen, basically the same guy. <laughs> But the point being is that this guy named, I believe, Orbo, he went up to him and was like, hey, you seem exploitable. Why don't you come play with and get ready on the sensors on this one? Orbo and the Jizz Whalers. <laughs> no, you better not what? censor that. That's I am hilarious. not kidding. This is canon? That's canon. <laughs> Orbo and the Jizz Whalers. <laughs> He took the opportunity to become a jizz whaler. But Max Rebo was just like, oh, man, it's just, oh, my God, you're still looking at that. Oh, yeah, he's looking this up. (laughs) To Google. There is a real band named Orbo and the Long Shots. Orbo and the Jizz Whalers. (laughs) Just continue through, man. I'm not kidding. Roy Orbison so, and the Jizz <laughs> <laughs> Is that his Peter name? Peter Gabriel. I can't remember. Roy Orbison? What, what's his name? Max Rebo. No, 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 no. Not, what, who's the guy in real? Orbison. Or- he has his, his last name is yeah, Orbison. Yeah, Ro- Roy Orbison. It yeah, is Roy. Yeah, you got okay, the name I got right. It right. I, could, I said it with such little confidence because I could not remember <laughs> He it. said Roy Orbison and the Roy Jizz Whalers, or- and I was like, Peter Gabriel and the Jizz Whalers. <laughs> Any professional name and that band name doesn't work. Ronnie James Dio and the Jizz Whalers. John Bon Jovi and the Jizz Whalers. So the biggest problem with this for Max was that Orbo was the only one out of the band making any money. And they auditioned for a small little cantina in Moss Eisley. However, <laughs> they didn't get they, it. Did they? they didn't get it <laughs> oh, because no. of another band that plays the same song all the time and gets away with it. it, it they slaps. were disgusted. The disgusted at this and they were like, "No, whatever." And then a series of events happens. I can't remember if the band broke up or something, but I think eventually <laughs> I think eventually honestly, as far as I remember, I think one of the musicians from the Moss Eisley Cantina put a hit out on Orbo. Uh-huh. And so the Jizz Whalers were no more. Oh, no. no. No more Jizz Whalers, they said. No more. So, anyway. What a loss. The Jizz Whales are no longer endangered. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, essentially, he's left without a band. And then Snoodles comes along. The... <laughs> Yes. I yes, gotta pull up the wiki know. on that song, by the way. Um, <laughs> so anyway, she comes along and she sees a musician that is also exploitable. Because Max Rebo is just this dopey guy who just wants to play music. That's all he is through all of this. He's he's the Jamie Foxx character from Soul. Yes. Except he's a blue elephant. Yes, exactly that. All he wants is just to play music and he doesn't care about anything else. And so what happens is, is that she makes him the the guy it's now called the max rebo band so that if they were gonna put a hit out on anyone it wouldn't be her it would be that guy who literally has nothing to do with this and then eventually max rebo gets an offer from jabba jabba says hey you want to work here you'll never go hungry again well look at the man 
Max Rebo cares about food. And he goes, it's a pretty promising Sweet, deal. awesome lifetime of servitude in Jabba's palace to play music and get food. Snoodles is mad, but... It's a residency game. Exactly. It's a Vegas lounge act. And you know what? We all can hope for that at some point. You hope got we don't it. blow up someday. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> you looked so... <sighs> Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> so they get a lifetime of servitude. Snoodles is kind of mad, but they also get money, which is nice. And then eventually she hires uh, the Uki Day guy and a bunch of other people. So essentially that happens. And then uh, during the assassination of, of Jabba the Hutt by Leia and all those guys, he is essentially running scared, just like, I don't know what's going on. What? And then he leaves. And uh, then he, he makes it off. Yeah, yes, oh, he makes it off, okay. and then you know what he's doing now after Return of the Jedi? He's playing for the Republic, baby. Yay! He's playing for the Republic in a little dive bar on Coruscant, making his money, eating his way through all of it, doing his thing. And you know who could own that bar on Coruscant? You know who. Yes, Max Rebo. I'm glad we're on the same page about that. That's yeah. a great story. I love that our guy made it out in the end. Yeah, so that's my thing. I would love to talk to him. This guy is the Sid Vicious of this Merry Mitts, and I would love to talk to him and just be like, so like, what Like, what was your best gig? Like, he does, tell me about your music stuff, man. He do, Yeah, I think you'd have to take it like that because he does seem a little oblivious. Like, if you went up to him, it's like, how was it? Working for like the premier crime family. It'd be like Forrest Gump. On Tatooine. He'd be like, what? Well, I thought it was pretty good working for Jabba. There were a lot of shady types came in. I didn't much do with them. You'd I have to work around it. Yeah. I, sm <laughs> <laughs> I smoked a lot of reefer. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, the Jizz Whalers, the reason why they're called the Jizz Whalers is because they're, that music that you hear Max Rebo playing is not jazz, it's, it's jizz. jizz. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> I knew that. That's uh, that's the movie. That, <laughs> yep, that's it. So, uh, real quick, let me um, let me go over something that I saw. So, never try to to look at this stuff from exclusively the Wikipedia because it just makes it so it sounds so much dumber than what you're actually seeing. Which what you're seeing is already pretty dumb. It's a bunch of Muppets dancing around in the middle of a Star Wars movie. Yeah, kind of dumb. But then. I'm looking at the Max Rebo uh, Wikipedia right now, and then if you go to appearances and it goes to film, it goes, the Torsten band made their debut in Return of the Jedi during the scene set in Jabba's palace on Tatooine. In the original version, the trio performs a Hutties language pop song titled Lapti Neck, Hutties for Work It Out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this was this track was replaced by, uh, and then it goes into like the making of, and it's like the lyrics are by Hardware Wars creator Ernie Fossilus are about dancing. The track is replaced in the special edition with Jedi Rocks, written by jazz musician Jerry Hay and described in Star Wars databank as a less dated piece of music. <laughs> you don't see. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not dated at all. Well, since I don't know where to date it, sure. 67 BBY. Lapunek, 
uh, slap. So. <laughs> my my years on Star Wars are on point. Honestly, that was <laughs> such a the fact that it takes place after Yavin. Shut up. <laughs> that was such a good pick and like such a good presentation of the pick that I feel like we don't need to spend a lot of time on my third one. I'm just gonna drop his name out and then we can kind of you know ease out of the episode. That can be like our finale. This is like the descending action. <laughs> Much I'm like, glad Max Rebo was able to be the finale. Um, Alex, much like yes. you, I want to talk to a veteran of uh, of Star Wars, of the Clone Wars, someone who's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. The only difference is I want mine to be crazy, so I'm going to pick Saul Guerrero. <laughs> Bugala! If do I bring down Bugala with, with it, <laughs> then I know that I'm getting facts out of him. Saul Guerrero. Yeah. Uh, Saul Guerrero. Throughout... That movie and the shows shows that he's been in, they've tried so hard. Or and, and Jedi Fallen Order, they've tried so hard to make him an interesting character, and he is just isn't not. he like <laughs> isn't he like really normal and everything else? Yes. And then Forrest well, Whitaker he is, is yeah. just like Forrest Whitaker has to like when he doesn't know what to do with a character, or they I, I shouldn't say that when they don't give him enough. With a character, it's like he fills in the gaps with all these weird things. <laughs> he plays the bad guy in the third Taken movie, which, by the way, is just a terrible remake of The Fugitive. It's just The Fugitive. And the whole time, he plays, like, generic, like, you know, cop who's like, I'm looking for a murderer. That's what I'm doing. My name's Forrest Whitaker. But the whole point, he's taking these rubber bands the whole time during the movie, and he's just, like, making little, like, look, I learned how to crochet. Like, (laughs) this one's called this. Like, he's just doing that with his hands the whole time. And I feel like he does the same thing in Star Wars, where he's just, like, he read the script, and he's like, my guy doesn't talk like that. (laughs) 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 He stubbed his toe one night at dinner, and he was like, oh, my God, that's how I should talk. And then his wife was like, you're going to be in Star Wars, babe. I don't know about this. And he's like, no, it's fine. That let it out most of my part. <laughs> he needed more to add his, add to his character, so he brought in a broken CPAP machine so that he would have <laughs> some breathing problems. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the director doesn't know this, but I'm going to take a... I'm going to take I'm going to get asthma this for this role. Every 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> To get into character, I forgot to use my inhaler for four weeks. I didn't breathe I for six through months. the asthma attacks. Like, <laughs> and that is acting. Well, guys, thank you for joining us for this another episode of Star Wars Therapy. Arguably our weirdest so far, but we've only had two others. <laughs> This will be our attack of the clones of our merry first trilogy. <laughs> Makes sense because I'm going to be defending this one to my grave. <laughs> I think this was a great episode. Look, this episode isn't written well, but you can throw it on in the background. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, also because it's not written. So. <laughs> Wait, y'all didn't read the script? I, I thought you it's all like just doing a bunch and of you pull it up, And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> How did he know that? (laughs) All right. So uh, if y'all enjoyed what you heard here today, did you know that this is actually a spinoff of another podcast called Hot Trash Unlimited? You can go listen to that. Um, And I suggest starting with our holiday episode on the Lego Star Wars holiday special. Uh, It's called Star Wars Therapy, so it should be pretty easy to find. You can also find me at All New 52, where I talk about comic books, and The Snub Club, where I talk about old movies that are boring most of the time. Uh, You can find me on Instagram at Stephen Weeben, and then also on YouTube at Stephen. My channel doesn't have much right now, but hopefully it'll have more soon. It has something that I shot. It does! Yeah. 
And you can find me right here when you listen to the next podcast. Real quick before you end the recording, uh, how do you think Dexter went out? Do you think he saw the Empire, or do you think he had? I think like, he was there with Saw arrests at one point. No, he he made it through the prequels and into probably into at least a New Hope. But I know. Does, but when did the heart disease catch up? Yeah, that's the thing is he did not take care of himself. He was a guy who could have had 20 more great years of life, but he had one too many of those 1950s-style diner cheeseburgers. Mm. <laughs> These things will kill a shark. All right. <laughs> Pour one out, my guy. Well, because also each time he ate them, he ate four. One for each hand. One for each hand, yes. <laughs>